0: This is Tennessee Talks with United States Congressman Tim Burchett. Hey, everybody. This is a special edition of our podcast, Tennessee Talks. I'm honored today to have my good friend, Steve Cropper. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at least two times, I believe. And uh, my my landlord... Back in the day, everybody's heard me talk about it when I was in the state legislature. My buddy Brian Mabry um, introduced us, and Brian was kind enough to bring him over. And um, anyway, this would be the only time Brian and I are together and aren't eating somewhere at some meeting three in Nashville getting run out. So, but anyway, it's great to be with you, Steve. Thank you so much. A little bit about How Steve Rock and Roll Hall of Fame two times. Co wrote one of my all time favorite songs, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay with Otis Redding. The the bay, watching the tide roll away. He's a uh, he new Elvis back when he was just a, a kid with a big diamond ring, I guess. Yes, seven years older, but that didn't matter. That's right. And um, I, I, was he playing for <laughs> Sun Records then? Yeah, I think so. He was with Sun then. Yeah. And so anyway, if you Here ever... There is a connection. Okay. I have to tell you that connection. Please do. Some of Elvis's bodyguards
1: dated our seniors. Yeah, <laughs> and we played. We had a, had the hottest band in Memphis. I would like to think so. Anyway, hottest band in Memphis, right. and we played all the hits of the day. So, the girlfriends of these bouncers or whatever they call themselves, yeah. Elves, Angels, Red, El, El, Red El, West, and the rest the of them. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Anyway, they would drag their boyfriends to our sock hops. Right. And they in turn said, "Why don't you come over and see Elvis? We're going to play football on Sunday." It always, tag football always turned into tackle football before it was over. At Graceland? Yeah. Wow. In that big
0: field out there. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> and of course- um, so That's a connection. And you're, uh, you're a legend at Stax Records. I was um, able to get them a little money when I was in the state legislature for their museum over there. It was a huge tourism boom and, and it, you do the, the introduction. We yeah. Well, no. I mean, you're the man. Somebody went in there and they said, Birchit, have you been to Stax Records? And I said, no. He said, well, you ought to. He said, your buddy, Steve Cropper's all over that place. Our, <laughs> our friend, Steve Cohen, he yeah. always oh, speaks yeah. highly. You, yeah. We don't agree with the way he votes, but it but, uh, uh, yeah, that don't that, matter. That's immaterial. It's immaterial. We, we, he loves the music. But um, tell us a little bit about uh, the early days, um, I guess, hanging out with Elvis. You, did y'all well, play pool
1: or yeah, we football? went to the movies and skating rink and all that stuff, and that was a lot of fun. I think uh, what we had more fun being the original Marquise, which was called the Royal Spades. When we got ready to put out the record last night, which was number three in the world. Wow. High school band. Think about it. <laughs> they, the disc jackers made us change that name to the Marquise. So the guys, the band, we had an emergency meeting, and the band said, let's call it the Marquise because it was an old Capitol Theater building. Right. had a marquee out front. That's the one they see with stacks on it. Yeah. And I said, uh, do you mind if I spell it? They said, we don't care how you spell it. I said, I don't particularly care about spelling it the first way, M-A-R-Q-U-E-S, and I think is the way they yeah. they spell it. And uh, so I I, I spelled it M-A-R-Dash Keys because it was a keyboard song. And uh, they also, and a lot of Mar-Bands were out in those days. They always say "But you weren't even into mar Keys." I said, yes, I was. And I said, no, you weren't. There's no guitar on the record. I said, think about this. I played the whole note when Smoochie was doing his solo. And he did it twice. Okay. I forgot about the second solo. Yeah. So I came in the second beat the second time. First, right on the money the first time, and I forgot about it. <laughs>
0: yep. That works. Um, I was, I was also, um, you know, with uh, Otis Redding, of course, sitting on the dock of the bay. Now, now Otis died in the plane crash. Right. And it, the the record wasn't out. Isn't that correct? Is that the story? Well, it's
1: sort of kind of. But the thing is, we had DJ copies out five days before Christmas. Think about that. Okay. He died. December the 10th, right. went down in that plane. They didn't find him till like Friday, after Sunday. Okay. So uh, they found him. They, the reason is they didn't find him it was because it was too cold to go down there, too murky to see. Right. And they couldn't stay down long enough. It was so cold. Yeah. But they finally found him, him and, uh, and uh, Dick, the pilot, on a Friday morning. And the FBI showed me pictures of it. I never want to see them. They've been in my head all those years. I
0: so bet. I never want to see them again. And he was still, he was still he was in some, the plane, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Sh-
1: Playing co pilot at that time. Dick says, sit up here with me, he had headphones on, and all I said, He wasn't a co
0: pilot of anything. No. <laughs> he was a musician. <laughs> well, tell me about, and of course, one of the greatest movies of all time, The Blues Brothers. Um, you and Belushi, I know you all were friends. Yes, well, him about. It, I've got some family that will be watching this, so if you can if you can give the the, clean, the, the G version. The thing is that Duck and I, Duck Dunn, Duck
1: Dunn my bass player, friend, yes, sir, I met him with we, you. Okay, we've been friends since, we were friends from the Sixth grade on, we met on a softball field at Sherwood School, and Sherwood Grade School, and then we went on to mess and wow. graduated together four years later. He was in our band, and the reason we did, uh, you know, I told you about the Marquis having yep, last yep, night, number yep. three in the nation. A year later, we had Booker T and the MGs with right. the number one record in the world, right. Green Onions. Yeah, it went from third, three record in the world to the number one record in the world with Green Onions.
0: I noticed even Mercedes Benz used it for a while in one of their ads. I yeah. hope you got a big commission. So, on that.
1: In, in my act, I say, you know, when you get famous and you write a lot of hits, they use them in movies, cartoons, and all that. I never knew I would be part writer on a song for men's. It <laughs> depends. <laughs> for male diapers. You know, yeah, I'm men's sure diapers. Waiting on
0: my, well, waiting I, on my shipment, And it was. It was d- a Penns commercial. Tell movie. me about making that movie. I know they pretty much shut down Chicago brother. for it, didn't they? The mayor did? Well, yeah, Mayor Burns. <laughs> she sort of gave Danny
1: and uh, Dan Aykroyd right. and, and uh, John Belushi the town, basically. Wow. So we would have motor, motorcycle exports every night.
0: And we were doing over 100 miles an hour in one of those beautiful <laughs> Well, Ackroyd, he's kind of a motorhead anyway, isn't he? Yeah, like he's a motorcycle
1: guy and all that sort of stuff. He is. Yeah. And he's a genius. A lot of people don't know that. His is it... IQ is through the roof. Really? You yeah. did not know that. Yeah. He has all of the military manuals from all over the world memorized, every one of them. He knows all their equipment, what they use, what they don't use. He has... I did, I I took six years of Army ROTC and two years of Air Force ROTC. Two and a half years. So, uh, you know, I come by the military thing kind of honestly, but Danny really does know it. And I think I read as many manuals as he did, except I got the meat out of the manual. Right. He remembers every word of every page of
0: the manual. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I remember when I first met you, Brian, uh, he said, hey, let's go over and see my buddy Steve Cropper," And I was like, okay. You know, I didn't know. I don't know anything about music. And I remembered <laughs> I was uh, I, back when we had pagers. And I remembered a buddy of mine had paged me and I called him and you're, I ID showed up, it showed up as Cropper, and I was looking at, and I said, and my buddy said, uh, my friend Chris Haggerty in Knoxville, who's a judge now, who's a, who, who's a big fan, by the way, he says, uh, you called him on his birthday one time, you he did that for me. he called his mama one night too, and we were with Isaac Hayes. I want to talk about Isaac real quick, but I remember looking at the pictures, and, and there was a picture of you playing the guitar, I think with uh, Lee Atwater and George Bush right. and um, and you and maybe a couple of members of the Rolling Stones. And then I realized I wasn't in Kansas anymore. I was with Rock and Roll Royalty. And my buddy said, Cropper, he goes, hey, some guy named Cropper, he goes, Steve Cropper? And so I said, yeah, I think that's his name. He goes, dude, you don't even realize where you're at. But I, I, <laughs> I always remembered we were at a thing. I can't remember, Brian. It was uh, when I was in the state legislature and they were honoring Isaac and, and Steve and a couple of the others. I remember I took you to the Senate floor, but oh, yeah. I remembered, I thought, I, the elevator opened and I saw y'all, I came over to talk to y'all, and I looked across the room and there was uh, Isaac Hayes in this full African garb, I guess it's what they call a Shadiki or something, I think is what they call it, and he and I thought, wow, I'd really, like to meet, I'd really like to meet Isaac Hayes. I thought, that'll never happen, and he yells across the room, he goes, Steve Cropper, my man, and he, <laughs> he just parted, the, like Moses part in the Red Sea, well, walks over the there. Right for everybody. Oh, man. for everybody, and he and he was such a, a,
1: a sweet, a genuine guy. He really and was. And I tell the story. You don't know the story. So we're looking for a p- piano player to replace Booker, who's going off to college. Right. And Booker uh, T and the MGS. So for- they told me, where Isaac. This guy. You got to go see this band. This guy that heads this band is real good." So I listened to a couple of sets, and so when he took a break on the third time or second raft of the second set, I went over and introduced myself, and I said, we're looking for a piano player. You need to go down and talk to Jim Stewart, the owner of the record company, Stax, in those days. Right. And uh, he did, got, got hired immediately, and uh, that's all well and good, but I was a little upset with, with Booker T because uh, he went off to college and stayed. And I quit Memphis State after two and a half years. (laughs) And I said, I can always go back, and Booker could too, but he wanted to stay. So I said, that's when we needed to get Isaac Hayes. I said, had Booker not done that, there'd never been an Isaac Hayes.
0: Well, that's incredible, because I... He was know, just a piano player, a refill. Is that right? Yeah, well, to take Booker's place, when Booker went on with the well, our, our, I remember Steve Cohen and I, I remember I brought you to the Senate floor, but I brought, brought Isaac Hayes to the state Senate floor, uh, uh, Steve and I did, and we sang, Steve and I actually sang the theme from Shaft, but before that, we stayed back and talked to Isaac, and he was just a really sweet, kind, gentle guy. Yeah. And, And I remember I asked him to call a friend of mine's mama, uh, Chris Haggerty, uh, his mom, Loretta, because she was a big Isaac Hayes fan, and he did. And, um, but I tell you, and then when we had you on the Senate floor, right, that was spectacular. You played, you sang actually sitting on the dock of the bay. You played, um, a couple of riffs of, uh, of soul man. Right. And, um, and let's see, what was the other one? I did midnight hour. Yeah. You. Midnight hour. That was it. And, and I remembered, um, but I remembered Brian and I went to see you at BB B. Kings one time and we were all hanging out and, um, and I, I always remember you were not announced to be in there. And there was a bunch of record people and a bunch of music people, muckety mucks that I didn't know. And um, and I didn't know anything. I was in the state Senate and Brian knew them all, but he didn't, he didn't care for him either. And so I remember they announced, they said, and we have a special guest tonight, Steve Cropper is playing. And you literally, I mean, it just turned everybody's head in the whole place just turned and Brian will. And it was it was magic, Steve. And I, I, I appreciate <laughs> your glad friendship you more you. than you know and I and you honor me with doing this podcast for I'm me. I'm glad to do it. Brother more any, than happy And me. and I always ask people at the end that you can ask me anything you want. I don't know not that I'll tell you the truth on the answer, but you can ask me anything you want. You have any questions you <laughs> I'm want to am i going to ask, ask you about food. Okay. Yep. Well, We're we always. So maybe after this, interview. well, we might go eat. Yes, sir. We so. might go eat, I'll, I'll, and I'll pay for it. How about that? All right, all right. We'll, well let you. Anyway, thank you all. This has probably been will oh, be one of the biggest episodes of Tennessee week, Talks. My buddy Steve Cropper. He's a legend. Thanks so much, Steve. You're dude. a legend. Gosh, I wish. Thank I you. I really. told
1: Tim a while ago. I said, "You come on back to Nashville. We'll make you the county mayor." And he <laughs> said, "Not on your life." When I first met him, he was a county mayor of Knoxville,
0: right? That's right. I was. Well, you got a great memory. The, but, yeah, I, 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 became, I was a state senator then. But I, I remember the
1: Chilbuilders, and I remember that, that you were the mayor
0: of. Yep, and the Chilbuilders. I was, I was the roadie. I was their official roadie, and they, I remember we were at Smoky <laughs> Stadium. We were opening for Hank. Williams Jr., and I said, and they said, go up in there and introduce us to him, and I couldn't think of anything to say, and so I said, ladies and gentlemen, and I remembered an old Marshall Tucker album that, at the beginning, uh. they said, Capricorn recording artist, and I said, Capricorn recording artist, I said, their last album just went aluminum, and 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 I remembered, um, and I said, and we want to <laughs> especially thank Hank Williams Jr. for closing for us tonight, and, and he got ticked off about that, and then we walked off stage, and some woman asked me, said, wow, y'all really have an album that went aluminum? And I said, no, I think I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steve. You See you, you God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tennessee talks. talks. Please subscribe Come. to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Keep up with Congressman Burchett by following yeah, Rep. Tim Burchett away. on Twitter and Instagram and Congressman Tim Burchett on Facebook sitting
1: and YouTube.